Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is J.M. Redman. Hello, Jean. How's it going? Hey, Anita. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. It's a little warm, but, you know, August does that. Yes, it does. And speaking of warm, uh, let's talk about your hot new book, Transitory. Um, Transitory is uh, in the Mickey Knight series, no? Yes, it is. It It is the 11th of the Mickey Knight books. Um, just hot off the presses. Awesome. Awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about the storyline and the characters? Um, sure. Well, it, it follows the... Um, Cases of Mickey Knight, uh, Michelle Mickey Knight, who is a lesbian private uh, investigator set in New Orleans. And like I say, this is this is the 11th book. And, um, you know, she does function as uh, a private investigator. And um, it kind of follows two cases. One is someone a grandmother hires her to find uh, a grandson. And uh, that's a lot of what she does in her professional life is she looks for missing people. But also when she is walking home from a bar, not quite as sober as she should be, um, she witnesses uh, what the police blow off as an accident. But to Mickey, it looks like a woman was pushed out of one car and then run over by another car. And it looked coordinated to her. She thinks it might be murder. And unfortunately, the woman that was pushed out was a black transgender woman. So the police are pretty much blowing it off as Oh, that was a sex worker. You know, what do you expect? Customers, yada, yada, yada. And Mickey's like, no, that's not what happened. But recognizes she is in a vulnerable position. She's a lesbian. The cops, as she says, aren't really open to talking about gender and uh, sexuality. And uh, so she's at the dilemma, do I just walk away from it or do I try and, and look into it? And so that's what she decides to do. I, in my in my day job, my former day job, I'm now retired, as I have rubbed in your face multiple times. Um, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll keep doing it, okay? Okay. Um, no, I worked in public health, focusing on HIV AIDS prevention. And one of the um, uh, populations, the vulnerable populations we worked with, uh, obviously, well, gay men, um, non-binary, um, you know, uh, injection drug users, but also the transgender community. And I was uh, fortunate to be in the position where uh, my staff were doing uh, intense research into the transgender community in New Orleans. And, you know, meeting with multiple members of the group, talking to like, key informants and doing focus groups and, and doing that. So... We had information that uh, gave me, I think, more knowledge of. I don't want to say insight because I feel that's pretentious. I, you know, I, I'm a lesbian. I'm not transgender. But it allowed me to think, well, someone should write stories. Someone should tell these stories. And I wanted to tell a story not for the transgender community because I'm not, but for the people who are not transgender to get a better understanding. And maybe if, you know, I was preaching, they would listen in a way sometimes people, you know, will not listen. If if it's a lesbian saying that don't oppress us, they're like, yeah, 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 it's just you. But, you know, if the straight women are saying, hey, you really shouldn't oppress a lesbian, sometimes they listen a little better. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, it is often like that. So I, I wanted to I was interested in telling this particular story in, in this book. So that's kind of where it came from. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, the themes that, that I saw throughout was that theme of, um, 
you know, the, the LGBTQ community not really trusting the police because of their history with them. Um, and, you know, Mickey steps in and, you know, it, she's saying to herself, this is not my case. This is not my case. Yet she knows that she can do justice for this woman who, you know, whose death she witnessed. Um, and, and she does just that. Uh, it's really, it's really a great story from, from the very beginning, you know, you, you set up the dynamics really well. Um, Mm -hmm. really it's a, it's a fabulous mystery. Um, kudos to you, Jean. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, tell us about Mickey Knight. Um, like I think you said that this is the 11th book in the series and, and how did you get started with Mickey? Well, um, I think you have to go back to the time and, and the the way we build on community and the way we learn from each other. And I, I wrote the first book. I started writing the first book in the late 1980s. I think around 88 was when I started it. God, that seems so long ago. We, I mean, I'm sure dragons were roaming the earth back then. <laughs> but um, you, there was, first of all, there was a huge sort of revolution in mystery writing. Uh, the the P, uh, the female PI, uh, Masha Mola, Sarah Peretsky, uh, Sue Grafton, and they were saying, hey, no, we don't need to be the nice little Miss Marples. I mean, I love Miss Marple, but the, that we could also be the, the tough PI, the iconic American hero uh, who walks the mean streets. And um, we were also having a, the huge uh, um, burgeoning of the lesbian presses, and particularly the, the early lesbian mystery writers, um, uh, Ellen Hart, uh, Catherine Forrest, uh, Barbara Wilson, uh, Sarah Dreyer, and, and a number of, of other writers and suddenly it, things became possible and so I was thinking okay you know let me write the book or I really I was just fooling around I was I had no in, intention you know if you told me I would be at the 11th book I would have said what are you on you know what what medication are you on <laughs> but I was just like okay let me let me make a lesbian PI let mm-hmm. me make you know hard hard boiled, and I also was thinking you know um, let me make hers in in New Orleans, and I had grown up down around in that area, um, and and knew it pretty well, and you know someplace it's not the West Coast or the uh, Northeast, and. And like I say, I was really fooling around. I uh, kind of thought I would be writing a short story. And then I recognized that the short story, I got more interested in the character. And then I really had to do kind of a deep dive of what would create, who would she be? Mm-hmm. What kind of person would decide that they wanted to be a private eye? And what kind of person would decide that um, they would be doing this, that kind of loner type stuff? And, and so I really had to think about who would she be? What would create the kind of person that looks for justice that looks for that quest that that's sort of uh, a bit prickly and you know particularly in the first book she's a bit of an asshole uh, and I deliberately decided to do that because I felt I wanted her to be complex I wanted her to be messy mm-hmm. and I wanted her to have um room where she could grow as a character what makes her an asshole um Boy, uh, some of the way she treats some of her friends, okay. she, she's right. sort of hot and cold, like, leave me alone. I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that she um, has dumped a couple uh, people because she was afraid of getting close to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's that, again, messy and, and, mm-hmm. and complicated. Yeah, she sounds like the quintessential P.I., right? Um, well, yeah, but, you know, I wanted to also make her a person. She, yeah. And that. So that creates the mess. So let's let's talk about this. Like, how has Mickey grown and changed since you started this series eleven books ago? 
Um, well, you know, I've had to age, so I figured she had to as well. Oh, and, darn. You know, yeah. Don't I tell know. me you're retired again. I'm sorry? I said, don't tell me you're retired again. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> you, you did it for me. I don't need to. Um, well, I, I started out, She in the first book, she is uh, 29 turning 30. Okay. And now I have her, uh, in this book, she is in sort of the late 40s. Heading, you know, looking uh, 50 is the next big milestone. Okay. Um, so certainly the, 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 she is aged. And I think she has, has grown as a person. She's learned to be, I think, a little bit more uh, accepting and certainly able to look at her faults and her problems and um, you try to deal with them. I, You know, again, I, I still think she lives kind of a, a messy life, but I think in some ways, you know, we all run into things that we stumble over and sometimes fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think she, she she's certainly grown, mm-hmm. uh, been able to create more lasting relationships, being, being able to not, you know, recognize that, that she needs community as well. Yeah, almost sounds like, you know, she matured, right? Those are things that, that I think we do naturally as we mature, we become more accepting. Um, yeah. We look inward and start, you know, kind of taking responsibility for things. Um, yeah. So was that, how was that for you to do? Was that easy or difficult to, I mean, like, Seriously, 11 books is quite an accomplishment. Like uh, I think that that is just amazing. You should you should get an award just for that. Like <laughs> seriously. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh-huh. And, and so like to take this one character and have them grow and change and develop in 11 books is that is quite a feat. Well, you know, and do I know how I did it? I, I not really. I just I think I was interested in her in her as a character and interested in her as her life. And a lot of times, um, you know, it's eleven books. She works as a PI, mm-hmm. and so presumably, you know, we're seeing a few little choice stories here and there. You know, she's working, you know, twelve months a year, and we see one story uh, or so. And, and I tried to pick the ones that, in some way, resonate with where she is in her life and where she needs to be and things she needs to think about. Um, and, uh, and that kind of force her to confront um, where she is, you know, in the fourth book, Lost Daughters, she is hired to find, um, you know, again, some, some, uh, a missing mother, a, a, a biological mother that the a child wants to find, and then also um, the, the daughter of uh, another mother who was kicked out because she was not the kind of person they wanted in her house. And so it pulls into her to thinking about, well, her family and, you know, what happened to her family and what happened to her birth mother and all this sort of stuff. So she starts investigating that as well. So it, it's... It, I look at the stories that pull her along and I look at the stories that interest me in terms of, well, how is she going to deal with this? How is she going to grow? What's it going to affect her? How, you know, what are the multiple different resonances that she's going to find in her life? And I think that's kind of what's kept it interesting for me and what, you know, I didn't want to keep writing, you know, that someone's murdered and she solves it. Yeah. I mean, I actually do kind of enjoy those kind of mysteries, but, but I was more interested in who this person is and why, is she seeking the justice that she's looking for? Yeah. So you you did character development for each book. Like you just didn't do it one time. And this is Mickey, and this is what you get. Um, you did it for each book. 
Is that does that sound correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, sorry, I'm I'm having a little trouble hearing you for some oh, reason. Okay. The speaker isn't um, as loud as it should be. Okay. Um, and I don't I I don't seem to be able to. Sorry, the technical difficulties here. I can't. The volume is up as high as it's going to go. Okay. We've been on the cats. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is this any better? Yeah. Okay. Great. So, um, you know, I, I, I was saying that you, you know, uh, did a character development for each book that it wasn't just a once and done, you know, this is Mickey, what you see is what you get that, you know, you purposefully, um, you know, had her grow and change with each storyline. Well, yeah, again, we do. I mean, of course we do. I mean, if you look back, you know, uh, the person you were when you were 21 is not who you are today. God, no. Um, and and I think that's true of true of all of us. Yeah. And so I wanted it to be true of her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, that's like I, I, it's wonderful. Um, you know, I, I've read I haven't read the first one. I've read some of the previous ones. Um, and um, and you can see like I can see the difference in her. Um, yeah. So so tell me, what is something you love the most about Mickey? Um. That she gets to make all those snarky comments in real time because I can spend about a week coming up with it and I don't get to do that in real life. Yeah, she's she has that snarky wit, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that she's interesting. You know, she's she's you know people like you know who know me are like well she's nothing like you at all, and that is very true. Um, you know, snark, but again, you know, she can do it in book real time. And I, you know, it, it's, you walk away and you think of something really that perfect comeback, but it's too late in, in real life. I hate um, when that happens. I know. Yeah. I know. It's like, damn it. Uh-huh. I said that then. Yes. yes. But, um, and I, I like that she is, that she searches for justice. I like the sort of, uh, integrity that she has mm -hmm. the, uh, about, you know, obviously she breaks the rules sometimes, but she, there's certain things that, that it's just the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And, and she does that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like the difference between uh, legality and, and ethics, right? Um, yeah. Maybe legally it might not be uh, a good thing to do, but ethically it is for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I won't, I won't say it, but in this book, she does something that she feels is ethically complete, is right, but it's not really legal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all right. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> so so um, tell me, is there something that um, you don't really like about her? Um, something that, you know, you want her to change? Um, well, obviously, I'm the writer. If I want something to change in her, I could change it. Um, not really. There's nothing, okay. you know, I, I, that she's a character that has um, that I've been able to write 11 books about means I have to have some sort of affinity with her and some sort of interest in her. And again, I, I like the mess. I like the fact that she's messy and complicated and sometimes screws things up and sometimes doesn't see the world the way um as perfectly as she sh should, because I think that reflects who most of us are. You yeah. know, we, we, we never are as perfect as we want to be. We just have to try and do better. Yeah. It, it really makes her human. You know, um, it makes her very likable because she isn't perfect. You know, you don't, uh, 
hate her or resent her because she is perfect. Um, yeah. You know, she's just one of us, um, which is yeah. awesome. So I have to ask you, um, you said you were nothing like Mickey. Is Mickey based on someone that you know in real life? No. 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 I, people are too messy. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it, a very good piece of advice I got very early on in my writing career was don't tell me it really happened. Um, because that, that's, you know, you need to make fiction believable. And I think I based her on, uh, again, a lot of the reading I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really have always been drawn to mystery books, uh, you know, even as, as a kid, you know, I like that sort of solving the puzzle, figuring out justice and that sort of thing. And, um, uh, so when I thought about, um, uh, writing, it was, okay, who, who are the detectives? And again, there were the examples of, uh, like I say, uh, V.I. Wachowski, Sarah Paretsky's detective, uh, Kinsey Malone, Sue Grafton's detective, uh, and, and multiple ones. And, and so I took it from more from that tradition of the fictional, iconic, uh, private detective. And then I mixed in, okay, let's make her a lesbian. Let's put her in the South and in, in New Orleans and, and do that. But, um, I, I think, any trying to base any a person on anyone is just too difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it also, it can get you into legal trouble and, you know, no one wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's for ex-presidents. <laughs> ah, yes. I love it. So, um, so you have won several Lambda literary awards um, and you have been nominated for numerous awards as well. Um, and, you know, were these all for the Mickey Knight series or? or yes. Uh, oh, wow. That is great. So everyone's loving this, this series. Well, you know, um, I had to work until I retired. I wasn't able to, uh, you know, sell enough books to write full time. But, um, you know, I've been lucky and I've been privileged and, you know, maybe was at the right place at the right time for some of the things. Um yeah, I've won three Lambda Awards and eight other books have been nominated, um, you know, which is not a, a bad record. Um, That's but also, you know, being writing about a lesbian, and I know this is true of many of my colleagues and friends, that there was a brief moment in the um, 1990s or so when the New York publishers like, oh, queer books, LGBTQ is going to be the next big thing. And I actually got picked up by one of the large publishers uh ww norton and they published two of my books and and there were a number of other writers as well i think Catherine forrest was picked up um and others and it turned out we weren't or at least that's the way my ego likes to interpret it because they basically did they did two books and it was like you didn't sell enough um and we're you know so we're not going to keep publishing you because you're not making us enough money so i ended up going back to the small publishers and like i say it it I knew a lot of other LGBTQ writers who sort of also did that wave. And it's happened multiple times that we've been doing the the next great thing and then haven't sold uh, as much as, you know, other books do and end up going back to some of the uh, smaller presses that are willing to support us. And I do think that 
there's a fair amount of discrimination. Um, when my when that book came out, the you know the big press yada 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 reviews on you know Maureen Corrigan of NPR and that sort of stuff. Uh, a friend of mine related to me that she went into her bookstore and said, "Hey, you have a uh, display of New Orleans. You should put my friend's book, you know, Jam Redmond. It was the intersection of long desire." And the bookstore owner was like, "No, I, I won't have that kind of book in my store." Wow. Um, and you know. And very recently, I was trying to reach out to some uh, mystery bookstores uh, about perhaps doing uh, a signing. And just, you know, within the last month or so, another bookstore came back to me and said, oh, her kind of book, it doesn't do well with our audience. Hmm. That's, you know, so, yeah, yeah there's still. It's still I think out there. there. Is, it's still out there. Yeah. That, you know, I, I mean. In some ways, it does surprise me, but, you know, with everything that, you know, I read on the news and what's happening and with the Supreme Court case and, you know, it doesn't surprise me. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I want to make clear, I've been incredibly lucky and incredibly privileged to have the kind of career I have. Yeah. It has. Um, I had some of my books published in Spain in Spanish in uh, in Spain and as well as Germany. And I have been able to go over to those countries because of that. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of incredible people like yourself because of the writing and things. So I, you know, no regrets. You know, it would have been great if I had been able to sell the way some of my uh, other contemporaries and the way if some of my other uh, LGBTQ colleagues were able to have the kind of careers that other um, mystery writers have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, times change slowly. Yeah. Yeah, they do, unfortunately. Um, yeah. They definitely do. But the good news is we have listeners in Spain and Germany, so they will love to to hear you. So. I'm sorry. I said the good news is we have uh, listeners in Spain and Germany, so they will love to hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, uh, I remember that some of the folks that you're talking about, like uh, Barbara Wilson and Catherine Forrest, um, and and um, I, I think Ellen Hart. Yeah, they were all part of what was like Nyad Press. Um, well, yes and no. Barbara Wilson and Ellen started out with Seal. Okay. Catherine was with it with Nyad. Um, I started out with New Victoria. I remember that one. Yeah, I had my first two books with them. Okay. And and who are you with today? Today I'm with Bold Strokes Books. Awesome. Um, and and all of your books have been published there, so you must be happy there. Yeah, I mean, I think they they do uh, um, a pretty good job. Um, you know, they are professional, and 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 I mean that as a as a as a tremendous compliment because I have worked at places. I'm not going to name names, but that it was more like, hey, you know, we're doing it for the cause. So if we don't pay you the royalties, that's okay, right? Because this is for a cause. It's but it's like, look, I'm only making pennies on the hour anyway. And yeah. if you don't even pay me what you legally owe me, yeah. then that's a problem. Yes. Yes. That is totally unprofessional and totally yeah. manipulative. Yeah. It kind of felt like that sometimes. Yeah. I kind of get it. It's small. You're trying to survive, but it's also, yeah. You Still. know, treat your authors with respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Bold Strokes has a great, great reputation for doing that. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, so also, I just want to mention, Gene, uh, that you received a Mystery Writers Award right out of the starting gate. Um, that must have had a tremendous impact and boost to... Well, yes and no. Yeah. Um, no, my first two books, my first book just, you know, again, it was published by, you know, really small lesbian press and, and a few people read it. Um, the second book actually wasn't the first book that was nominated for the Lambda Award, which I did not win. Uh, and there was actually a tie. So two people win and then three of us lost. I was one of the three. Oh. Um, I tried not to take it personally. Yeah. Um, but the, the third book, The Intersection of Law and Desire, was the it, it actually did win the Lambda Award. Okay. And wasn't there like a Mystery Writers Award, though, that you won um, in addition to the Lambda Literary Award? Well, it's, it was a, a Lambda Award for um, Best Lesbian. I, I've won uh, the Forward Independent Book. Uh, they gave me a couple of awards. They were, you know, a more general public mystery as opposed to uh focused in the lgbtq community yeah yeah i thought so i thought they were more mainstream so yeah yeah that's great that is great so um when you wrote the first one right it it sounded like you expected it to be a short story never ever intended it to be this huge series is that correct yes yeah so are there is there more to come uh probably you know i feel that you know it's one of the, the, the discussions i have with some of my mystery writer friends is who are doing series is where do we end the series do we end series do we just leave them open and you know you, the last book's the one that that you wrote before you died um and and so i feel that i, I certainly need to consider where do I want to leave Mickey? Um, because there, there are, seem to be a few people who, you know, in, enjoy her and uh, want her to be, you know, fat and happy and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, yeah. you know, so I, I, I do think that I have a few more in me and, and um, I, I may also work at some other projects as well. Great. Great. Now well, that I'm retired and have all this time. Yes, yes, yes. That good old retirement. I'm envious. Ah. Um, but uh, that is wonderful. Yeah, I, I do hope that we see more of Mickey. Um, I really enjoy uh, her antics, I guess. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, so uh, are you working on anything right now? Um, yeah, I, I am. I, I have a couple projects in mind, uh, including some ideas for possible Mickey. Um, I actually collaborated with uh my my good friend rob burns who does the um who does uh gay male sort of caper books and we uh there's an anthology that uh is sort of kind of in the works and so we had a mickey knight meets his um miscreant uh uh gay couple who are trying to steal uh money from evangelicals in new orleans as a short story so that hopefully will be out sometime in the next year. And there are a couple other things I'm working on. At this point, I often do not talk about what I'm working on because I feel that sometimes it changes. Sometimes I don't get there. And I feel sometimes I can jinx things if I if I put it out in the world when it's not quite real enough. And I, I, I feel I need to make things real and then I can talk about them. I totally understand that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So uh, it's... It's comforting to know that we'll be seeing at least a short story of Mickey, if not an, another novel 
uh, in the works. Um, so, so Jean, um, I just want to, uh, again, plug your latest Mickey Knight novel called Transitory by J.M. Redmond. So listeners, go get it. It is fabulous. You will not be disappointed. And you'll probably want to read every other Mickey Knight novel. Um, and uh, it'll, it'll keep, you, keep you company in the fall um, because there's 11 of them. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, buy, buy all of them. Um, that, that, that will help buy cat food for my retirement. Uh, and again, <laughs> I want to thank you for doing this. I know that this is a labor of love to do this. Um, and, you know, it takes time and effort. And uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you so much for being patient. And uh, we had to reschedule and I appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, it's been my pleasure talking with you. Um, and I just want to ask you if you have any parting words for our listeners today. Um, read books and fight for justice and democracy. There you go. That's all. That's all that you need, folks. Read books and fight for justice and democracy, because that is we're going to need that uh, in the coming yes. months and years. Yes, definitely. So, again, J.M. Redmond, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it has been my pleasure. And um, that's all the time we have. And uh Thanks for joining. Yeah, thank you. I have very much enjoyed this. Yeah, well, thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. Until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe, folks.